Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. Well, welcome back to the Lighthouse Experiment. Again, it's Jim Parkin and myself, Ashley Chandler, and thank you for coming back. Interesting week, huh? Every week has been so interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I thought because it's the obvious thing and it it affects first responders right now. We'll talk about the obvious elephant in the room. Okay. This situation in Minneapolis. Okay. Okay. But in a different light, what I want to talk about is like what we want to call this podcast is what is the action. Okay. We know what the reaction is. We're all super good at the reaction. Right. But now, what's the action? That's really um, good because I, I was I was kind of when stuff like this happens, I that's always kind of on my mind. I'm like, okay, but what next? Like, what what do we do? Right. Right. So, yesterday I posted that it's it's not enough to be quietly non-racist. Now is the time to be vocally anti-racist. Yeah. I just think we've been talking about liberty and our freedoms and all that stuff for like the last 10 weeks. But if we're going to talk about that and we're going to, you know, kind of thump our chest for that when something like this happens, we have to stand up for our fellow Americans. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's without extra evidence and knowing what was going on in this officer's head, whatever. It was a terrible, terrible thing that occurred. Right. And so, you know, and people don't like to talk, make it a race issue, but, I mean, <laughs> it's pretty clear, you know. Yeah. So I just, just what, what I guess the main thing for tonight is what is, what next, like you said? Yeah. What's the action? And as believers, as a, organization or a ministry here that's faith-based i think it's everything has to be out of love yeah so oh so many thoughts going through my head yeah i mean so many things i was telling somebody just yesterday you know it's easy to carpent how i can never say the word right but it's it's easy to think about in your brain you know one aspect of people being in sin or that bad things happen or that hurting people hurt people and that mistakes happen. But then the hard part is, but what do I do when I come face to face with that? You know, it's, it's easy to, you know, forgive somebody when it's something that's happened to somebody else, but when it's happened to me and when it impacts you, you know? And so, um, you know what what does that look like in action when when we come face to face with it and it's it's hard for me because i know you know people want to jump on facebook and and share all of their opinions and i don't i don't like the word outraged you know we should be outraged you know and i think for me 
Right. That doesn't help. It it doesn't help. <laughs> and I and I think that there's a there's a careful line for me that I have to take personally about not getting like vengeful in my heart and hateful and angry. Um, but at the same time, like our heart should scream for justice. Um, right. So for me, these types of things, and I know everybody's reaction is different. You know, like the the primary reaction to stress, or the primary, you know, and even men and women react differently in different situations and personality types and all that. And for me, stuff like this like grieves me. And so when I'm faced with a situation that grieves me. My first action isn't to say something. My first action is to just, like, I'm internalizing it. Like, I, I'm trying to figure right. it out. I'm trying to think about it. I end up praying, you know. So, like, my reactions to a lot of things may not, I don't know. Sometimes I, I wrestle with, like, if what, if my reactions are doing anything helpful. And I think that those are good questions to ask, you know, for every each and every single one of us to wonder Right. You know, like if if what we do is making things better or making things worse, um, you know, so, right. I, you know, I I've I appreciate, you know, I, again, even everything with covid and stuff, I have not posted one single thing about covid these entire three months. I have my opinions about it. I have my thoughts about how things should go and all the layers of it, but I haven't posted it on Facebook so does that make me any less, you know, so, you know, I kind of wrestle with that, too. Like, what do I use my right. social media for? And is it appropriate for me to put anything on social media about, you know, that stuff? Like, I feel really strongly about abortion. I feel really strongly about, you know, alcoholism and drug addiction and things. But I don't I don't right. I don't post on my Facebook very often about that stuff. You know, those are things right. that, you know, I like to have direct conversations with people and unless I can have a conversation that's going to better me and make me more informed and make me more more equipped and compassionate I don't think a Facebook page for, post for me helps me but right. I've seen some posts that have helped me you know as far as giving me a larger perspective on things so I don't I don't know those are some of the things that I end up rolling around in my head when things like right. this like first happen you know well it's not enough you know it's if we're gonna stand up with our you know our brothers and sisters of color in christ or in christ of color however you want to say it you have to it can't just be a post right right it can't just be hashtag activism right you know right but on the flip you know, there was a there's a post that I, I commented on and I can appreciate it. And it was a, a Black Lives Matter thing, but there was a young lady in it that had a had a hat on that said you know, said F cops. And I just told my friend who posted it, I mean, I just can't stand by that. Right. Like I just, and she can't either because she's also an EMT and an ER tech. Right. So she's like, Yeah, no, I, I can't I, I don't support that. I don't support that at all. And so, you know, it's just, but we're in a, we're in a time where we have to, especially as a church, start being bolder in our conversations. Right. And th then also not making things, you know, trying to, bringing in other things to kind of be the counterpoint 
to the thing, if that makes sense. So this yeah. is what we're talking about, and the church in a lot of ways has been is being, you know, across the like the church at large. Yeah, you're seeing on social media, um, like Hillsong Church and and all these other things, and they're they're crying out for justice for this this Mr. Floyd, and <clears throat> but it's we have to be able to actually have conversations and actually be loving and kind and stand up. Right. And then not do the thing all the time where then we spin in, well, you know, we're going to beat our chest over this, but where is everybody on abortion? I mean, come on. You know where we stand. Right. <laughs> you know, don't don't try to broad brush up this. Right. But, I don't know, these are hard, it's hard stuff. It was hard, hard video to watch. Yeah. It's just, you know, and then being first responders, we're in a, especially EMS providers, we're in a whole different set of circumstances. We talked about it once on an episode. Well, when something like this goes wrong, who do I take care of first? What is the expectation? Right. Right. You know, you know. That's, it's, it's crazy. It's, I mean, it really is crazy. And for these officers around the country who want to do the really, really outstanding, stellar law enforcement folks. And, you know, they really kind of, they more so fit in with the community policing and they really do a great job. Yeah. And they do a great job by showing people dignity mm-hmm. and make, you know, and just do more loving ways. But then now they're on the hook. They're on the hook because they're police officers. Right. And it's just the way with the 24-hour news cycle and social media, it works. Right. Well, and I, I, I think there was another episode where, you know, I had, I had said, you know, like, I'm an accountant. So, you know, I make a clerical error. I make an error in my job, and it's fixable. Nobody died. <laughs> you know? Right. Um, I, unless I'm working in a really awful work condition workplace... I'm never working in a situation doing accounting where I, my adrenaline's pumping. I have to be, you know, making decisions that are based on whether I'm going to be alive in the next five, ten minutes or if my buddy partner next to me is going to, you know, like I have a relatively right. safe, like I know I'm going to go to work and come home, you know. And so this is not the case, though, in first response when firefighters can go into a fire and something can happen and something can go wrong you know like it's it's not it's not the same and at the same time then to also hear friends explain you know their worries of just being able to get home that they just have to text every time they go anywhere to just make sure that they got home all right right, you know and you know i told nick yesterday that it's like if i ever got pulled over I would never, the last thing that I think would ever happen to me would be having the cop drag me out of the car and throw me down on the ground, you know, and get aggressive with me. Right. Like, I would never in a million years think, think that that would ever happen to me. Um, but I'm a woman and I'm white. And so I generally feel like if I abide by all the rules that I'm, I'm pretty much good to go, you know. But right. to hear folks share stories that are different from that you know i i think that 
you know, it, you know, a few years ago, there was, there was a boy that had um, passed away from domestic abuse. And there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the home. And I think there's a whole community that was, again, outraged and grieved that that even happened. But yet right. there was a lot of stuff that was happening to come to that point. You know, and, and so I think that, like what you're saying, if we can if we can be proactive to build community and unity and relationships, you know, I think that so, so much of this can be prevented because right. it would never even come to that point in the first place. You know what I mean? Exactly right. And that's across the board, right? That's absolutely on, on every big issue. If we're doing what the command was, go and make disciples of all nations, yeah. turn people, call lost souls back towards Christ, right? If that's what we're doing, yeah. and not all distracted by all the all the all the you know all mm-hmm. the news and all the information, all the bright lights, you know, all the bright flashing stuff that's going by a Twitter pace if we could just get ourselves together and stay focused on that one thing that one thing that this world you know it's God's world thus everything in it belongs to him mm-hmm. and that he will be coming back for yeah. it if we just just keep going after people going after people you know then a lot of these things that become non-issues yeah because we yeah, because we yeah, prevented them, we prevented them before they even right. became an issue in the first place. Um, but we have, you know, so there's a lot of work to do, though. There's a there's a lot of stress and garbage and sin and destructive things in this world, and you know we're right. not <laughs> we're we're definitely short, you know, at this point from what it needs yeah. to be. But. That's what, you know, I've heard it said before that anything short of the mark is sin and that God is the mark. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, I mean. And it very, the word like very always, clearly says, love your neighbor as yourself. And when Jesus was right. asked, well, who's my neighbor? He gives, instead of just, well, you know, these guys that live next to you is your neighbor. And the other guy that you like is your neighbor. Like, he didn't even go into any technicality. He gave an overall picture and story of the good Samaritan who was seen as, what, lower in the totem pole of society, helping a man that he, that the story cannot even identify who he was. So he was helping an absolute stranger that was unconscious had been stripped of his clothing. He has no idea who this guy is, and he helps him and takes care of him and, like, spends a lot of money getting this guy set up and healed and and taken care of. And that's what Christ demonstrates is loving our neighbor, like going so far to take care of strangers as as would be our own, you know? And, you know, in first responder world, it's a little bit easier because we get we get the kind of the illustration of that yeah we get to walk out the literal illustration of you know i mean obviously we're not spending our own money but right but giving somebody our absolute best you know that's but you know you may not be spending your money 
but I'll tell you what, first responders that that sacrifice the hours and the pay that they could have done a lot of other things in life and they're working well, working yeah. the hours that they do and doing the crazy things that they do to help people. I mean, that's that's pretty that's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's a good gig. <laughs> Not gonna lie, mm-hmm. but I mean, but there's a lot to it. Yeah, there's a lot. There's yeah. seasons that happen and these things that go on, and then there's this this season we're still kind of at the tail end of, and you know, and then it gets summertime, so the the city starts to get a little bit more wound up, a little bit more crazy, and it's Flint has had it rough, man, and then you know you come out of a water crisis, and then things are kind of on the ups and then covid and then another thing to make the people people feel some kind of way about the police yeah and you know we don't see too much of that here you know in the city there's it's it's an interesting place because like everybody's trying to get by all together so but you know on the national level these things happen and then people feel it yeah and it's clear it's known and that's okay you know i'm not mad at that i just you know i just kind of like beating a dead horse here but what is like what do we do though you know what i mean like you say you say that all the time what is the action what do we do and what do we say like i mean we have to be willing to actually stand with our brothers and sisters yeah and call stuff out but if it's wrong, if it's wrong and it's not, you know, it's not a racist issue thing, also call that out, you know. You got to be true and honest and right and stuff, so. Yeah. I don't know, it's weird. You know, I one of the posts I was reading last night was, I mean, it was just kind of interesting, you know, um... I don't know. I, I think part of it too is just being being willing. We've we've had a couple friends that. Uh, it was funny. They were like, "Yeah, I mean, we could, we could tell that you guys, you know, have had, you know, mixed cultured relationships and friends, and that you guys are cool because of just the way you treated us, you know." And that kind of blew my mind in a way too, because I'm like, I, is it really? that apparent that some people are just not comfortable to just be themselves, you know, and, and to treat. So I think for, I would suggest that as one really big major step, um, is that, you know, I mean, I'll be honest, I'll be honest here. Um, when I first started going to Aldi, I specifically chose to go to the Corona one and not all the way down to Brighton because, for a couple different reasons. One, because it was just one highway instead of two. It, it was about the same distance as far as time. I think Brighton might have been a couple other couple minutes. But I would have multiple people be like, you went up to Flint? You went up to Corona Road? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I wasn't going there at midnight. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I love that Aldi. And everybody has always been extremely kind to me. Um, and honestly, it's I... It's right there by White Castle, too, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> There's oh, a White yeah. Castle. <laughs> you know? But, I mean, it's it's mixed up there in Aldi. You know? You, there's... All sorts of people are going in there. And, yeah. you know, I think... You know, I grew up in Saginaw, and I had... I went to school with, 
you know, Hispanics and, and blacks and whites and folks that had that were well off and middle class and folks that weren't, you know, and I mean, we had a whole mix of stuff. Right. And, um, you know, so, I mean, I've got a little bit of that there, too, where it was just normal, you know, it was just it, right. it, it wasn't anything out of the ordinary for me. And um, I mean, just dumb stuff like I loved reading Rainbow growing up. As a kid, like watching. Oh my goodness shoot. gracious! What was that dude's name? Oh, Lavar Burton. Yeah, you know. So I mean, if, oh wow. You know, and then I go to a Christian okay. college where everybody is just, everybody just loves everybody. You know, you know. Right. And so I, I think for me, I, I had a bit of a shock in the last few years to be like. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not Dude, right though. It's like, not a utopia everywhere you go when I thought that it was not like that anymore. You know, well, you know? Yeah, man. I'm 50 years old. I thought it was just normal. I thought all kinds of different cultures were just normal to be around. Yeah. So these things still happen and you know, 50-year-old white dude and I'm still was blown away. I'm like, what on earth are we doing? Right. This is not it's not a surprise. Never was in my life. Right. I mean, I grew up, I'm like, grew up through the 70s and 80s, and I'm sure it was horrible for, you know, for black and brown people all around the whole country. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, I didn't know, because I was just a little kid hanging out with other little kids. Right. All different kinds of other little kids in California. I didn't know. What do I know? Man, just be kind. Just be, if right. if you would be... You know, if it's at church, if it's in a store, if if you would say something kind to one person, then be willing to say kind something kind to anybody, you know? And, right. and I just, I think we can be so much more engaging and just reaching, you know, to just extend right. kindness. And it, it's something is, it could be so simple as paying for somebody's coffee behind you in line. You know what I mean? That could really show such a care and kindness and love for somebody that needs right. it and just do that for everybody like go out of your way to just do something kind you know I, it, right. it just seems so basic and so like but it's the foundation of it all it really is like right. what you and said just, the the love of every other human being on this planet is the foundation of of the whole thing right there's just something I share every now and again when I feel like my EMS people need it or I need it or whatever. And it's a little quote or poem or whatever. And it says that it's not your job to just try to figure out who deserves something or who needs something. It's your job to, you know, help the hurting and, you know, pick up the, the broken and all that stuff. It's, that's just kind of is what it is. Yeah. So like also though, I want to share this. I heard, I listened to a little live short message today from Pastor Jerome from City Life Church in Lansing. Okay. And this analogy he shared was just, I love it because he was talking about how a lot of times, you know, you hear the, the hashtag or the, or kind of the group, the Black Lives Matter, you know, and like, I mean, I posted a, what I thought was a super cool picture of a kid holding the Black Lives Matter yeah. sign. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> the idea of that, and he, and he was talking about it, then somebody always comes around and says, well, all, all lives matter. 
And while that's true, the analogy he used is if you go to the doctor, let's say you go to the hospital because you broke your arm, or like my hand, remember my hand was broke. And I go to the doctor, I'm like, Doc, my hand's broke. You know, I need your help. If Doc says, well, you know, all bones matter, you know, and I know that one's the, the, the right hand is broke, but all bones matter. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I, <laughs> true, but really it's, this is the one that's broken. Yeah. And, and right now, I think that we're in a situation, unfortunately, again, where, you know, one community is broken and is hurting and there's outcry and there's anger and not that I'm condoning looting and stealing and burning stuff, but I mean, I think that while the justice needs to be served in those situations too, I think that, you know, in as believers, as Christians, we need to be more loving in this situation and just see past and to see to the, the folks who are just hurting yeah. and confused and don't understand. People my same age that are wondering why still they have to be scared, you know, of what's going to happen, just doing routine stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and then, you know, and I, I think whatever capacity you have, I think for anybody, like, depending on what you have an access to, make an impact in that area. Right. You yes. know, I mean, if it if it's your... You can impact your circle. Yes. So right. if it's about, you know, if it's better training procedures, you know, like, I don't know, Nick was talking to an officer who's on the other side of the country, but... Um, you know they've there's just a lot of pressure on um just so many different things within a police department and i'm even down to like this one guy was buying his own protective gear because you know they were they were getting whatever was initially you know given to them but it wasn't like top quality stuff like he had to invest in his and yeah. a better level of kevlar and all that stuff and everything if he really wanted to be oh, better yeah. protected and so you know and then to really and that stuff's super expensive super expensive and then to realize how much he was getting paid as an officer in a high crime city you know right. to to still come home to you know to know that every day could be a day that he got hurt you know and so right. i think there was somebody outside had posted, um, uh, you know, this week too, and and had said, you know, both sides need to be intentional, both, you know, and yeah. and I would say all of us. So again, back to whatever circle you have an impact in, make an impact, you know, for for the be- right. for the better. Um, if it's, you know, and that's like with lighthouse, you know, we are here to be a support to first responders, and that includes police. That includes, yeah, you know, absolutely. like there's a lot of pressure on that side. And if they are supported, if they have the resources that they need, um, they can feel, you know, better protected on the job. They can make better decisions. You know, their family can be better. Right. You know, all those things. So many different layers to it. Um, and then even, you know, when we first started this, we we're like, if we can impact first response so that the community 
is impacted. So first responders are impacted so that when they go to calls, they impact on levels that are so much, you know, not just grumpily giving care, you know, like you had explained like before you knew the Lord really well, you know, like Uh, like so many levels, so many levels to this. And at the same time, all of our communities and families and individuals doing what we can to honor every single person that comes across our path every single day. Absolutely. This is a big deal and it was wrong and it's tragic, you know, but it's just that guy. It's not all police everywhere. Right. There's bad, you name it, whatever the profession, there's people who are just bad and they're just in some cases pure evil. But the thing about cops all the ones I know is no matter what, no matter what, no matter how mad you were at them at noon, if you needed them at two, they'd still show yeah. up. Yeah. And it's it's just, you got to remind us this whole big picture and just, you know, they're still out there. They still really are with the intention of protecting and serving their community. Yeah. And now they have to battle through this, <laughs> you know, with all this rage and outrage and all this other stuff against them again. So, you know, there's tragedy on both sides. There's hard times and not like one doesn't take away from the other. Right. And, and again, I think that when a group of people are put into a position of authority and to the point of lethal ability and authority, I think even more so, it's there's just a higher stake you know there's just more more at stake with with all of that um and that's why when teachers take advantage of children and when parents abuse their kids you know and and when you know we see leadership of any capacity abuse or take advantage of those that are underneath them it's it's tragic you know it's tragic right um and and so i i think that it you know it's it's just it it sucks, you know. It sucks. So, um, yeah, keep praying for people, you know. And and for me, you know, if if there's the friends that I have, it's like, you know, I I should I reach out during this time? Do do I re- do I reach out to my friends and and you know the Absolutely. those are those are questions that I'm like. Do they want me to reach out? Do they, you know, and those, and I should just not overthink it and just reach out to people, you know? Yeah. That's what I do, man. Reach right out and let them know. Yeah. Let all your people know that you're standing with them, you're thinking about them. All of them. I've been doing that the last couple of days. That's good. All sorts of friends. Cop friends, non-cop friends. You know, that's just... That's what we need to do. That's what, as believers and as this ministry, that's what we have to do. We have to just shine that light. Yeah. As brightly as we can. Yeah. 100%. So, 100%. Other than that, we are one day closer, right, to this whole COVID business. Yeah. Being, hopefully, I don't know. I just, I've lost tracks of, of track of the politics of it all. I know, me too. I'm just trying to... Enjoy our day as it comes, one day at a time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Should we tell the people 
Should we tell the people the news? I forgot that at the beginning. Oh, yeah. You should tell the people. Tell them. They might want to know this information <laughs> right now. <laughs> they might. It's a weird time. So, kind of final thoughts, and then we'll we'll make this make announcement. The announcement. Announced. Okay. <laughs> my. F- so just go for it. Go for okay, it. Okay. My my final thoughts are. I, oh man. Okay, two things. Reach out to your circles. Impact where you can and have access to. Be kind to everyone. Be intentional. Be, man, be a beacon and be in, in, you know, do you want to be somebody that sets the temperature in the room or do you want to be somebody that just reads it? So be somebody that, that makes change because of who you are and how you treat people. And then I would also say, if you're somebody that, um, I don't know, I, I have loved hearing in a respectful way stories and experiences and own personal perspectives on things because it helps me. It's not just arguing facts and this and that, but it helps me to know more of who you are and where you're coming from and how you see right. life. And I think that's phenomenal and I really value it. And I would say just love people. Yeah. Just keep doing that. Reach out. I would say for our listeners, don't be so concerned with Minneapolis. The, the world has their eyes on Minneapolis. Just think about your local community. Think about, you know, your community in Flint and in Fenton and in Saginaw and Detroit and all those, you know, wherever. Wherever you can directly impact, especially your circles. Yeah. Just check on your people, you know, pray for them, reach out to them, make sure they're okay. And that's it. That's good. And drum so. roll. What's, what's the... <laughs> so here's the thing for our listeners. So I've been kind of working at becoming credentialed for quite a while. And I was asked by my chief, Chief Dennis Smith, Grand Blank City Fire Department, to be the department chaplain. Woo-hoo! So, officially this week, I was granted what's called a local credential. Basically, I work under the license, if you will, of my church, Freedom Center Church. And so I am locally credentialed as an Assemblies of God minister and will be acting as chaplain to Grand Blake City Fire. And really, all y'all, if you need me. Congratulations, Jim. That's awesome. Thank you. So that will affect the lighthouse experiment, you know, that'll mm-hmm. help us out in some yep. ways. And then also the fire department and first responders and whoever needs me, I'm here. Uh-huh. Cool, cool. And that is that. Yay. Well, you guys enjoy your Other week. Um, comment. Yep. Share. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram and all that jazz and everything. And uh, we'll, we'll catch you soon. Right on. See ya. <laughs>